Hello and welcome to Interior Design Therapy Sessions with me, Brittany Johnson, the owner of Be Design Interior Design Coaching and the creator of Design Your Dream Home, the ultimate guide to the interior design and construction process of your new home or renovation. As an expert interior designer with over 14 years of experience, I am bringing my strategies, advice, and stories that I've gained from my years at the design table on the construction site and my general attitude of do-it-yourselfness that I have got, I have used throughout my entire life. I am bringing all of that to you to help prepare you for the home construction process to not only survive, but thrive and end up with a home that you absolutely love now and 20 years from now. And that's what I'm talking about today, how to create a home that's easy to maintain. You built a brand new, beautiful house, and now you have to keep it that way. (laughs) What does it mean to design a home that is easy to clean or maintain? It means, well, to me, it means you can spend time living in your home, not scrubbing grout or wondering how you're going to get those spider webs way up there. You know, ask anyone who has lived in their home for a while, at least six months, but Five or more years is better, and they will have some stories to tell you. Cleaning products to recommend, design details to avoid, and materials that didn't hold up to the hype or wear and tear of daily use. I am talking about white grout, black floors, high-maintenance materials, and other choices that we make that make our lives harder without realizing Let's get ahead of those decisions. (laughs) Do you really want to spend all of your spare time cleaning or cringing every time you look at one of your beautiful materials that's failing? No, no, your home should support and enhance the dream life that you are trying to live, not be another weight on your chain because we, we all have enough going on. We do not need... We don't need more, right? Simplify where you can. I want to be clear, the advice that I'm going to give is not the only way to design a home. It's not the only priority to have. There are countless ways to approach interior design and your space, but you need to have a game plan. You have to have some priorities. You need to have strategies in place. Otherwise, you're kind of just like floating around randomly making decisions. And that is where anxiety comes from. That's where houses that don't look like they belong together come from. Um, That causes a lot of chaos. (laughs) So if you want to avoid that, you need to have some sort of plan, you know, design strategy. This is one strategy. This is the, I am speaking to the person whose main priority is a home that is easy to clean and maintain. That's their main priority. And there are a lot of people out there that like have a lot of other things going on in life. The home is not the focus for them. They don't care about keeping up with trends or having to worry about maintenance and materials and lawn care and all this stuff. They just want a place that functions for what you need. So I'm talking to you. You will also have more than one priority when designing your house. So Easy to maintain and clean might just be one part of the story that is your lifestyle. 
And so take what works for you from what I'm going to say today and then leave the rest. These are all just different tips and strategies to implement if you are designing a new house or majorly renovating or even slowly updating things to keep in mind as you're doing that so that you're setting yourself up for success down the road as you live in your house. Create a house that's easy to live in is what we're doing here today. (laughs) So again, take what works for you and leave the rest. And that is totally okay and kind of the point of my entire coaching style. Design a home that speaks to you and your lifestyle. And we are all very different. And so I believe our spaces should reflect that. So if you are the type of person (laughs) who needs things that are easy to clean and maintain because for whatever reason, these are the tips for you. First and foremost, in life, <laughs> in a new build, in a, reserva- in a renovation, my advice is always to simplify. Because I'm an interior designer and we're talking about a home, I'm gonna say starting with your material list, you need to simplify. This might seem boring on the outside, you know, just a few material choices, but it is peaceful on the inside. It's way less decisions to make, colors to coordinate with, and easily feels like the same thought throughout the home. And I assume you're going to accessorize your home when it's all done. So have fun and be trendy there with things that are easy to change, like your furniture choices, your curtains, the mirrors in your bathroom, your just general decor. All of that comes and goes and is an easy way to personalize the space. In this method that we are talking about today, we are basically creating a blank canvas that is then ready to be personalized and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. So a simplified color palette looks something like one or two flooring choices throughout the entire house. One wood tone for everything, including cabinets, doors, trim, any wood in the house, all the same finish. One paint color everywhere. One countertop repeated throughout the spaces. And one metal finish throughout. So faucets, handles, light fixtures, all the same. If your mind jumps straight to, whoa, that sounds way too builder grade boring, uh, which I totally get, it doesn't have to be. Make each material choice beautiful you know make each design detail fantastic a really you know rich looking wood floor throughout an entire home can be fantastic in itself and then also sets the stage for your furniture to shine Uh, i talk about this in my course a lot but not everything can be the star you have to choose what you want to be the exciting feature because if everything is exciting then nothing is exciting so it's okay to just have a beautiful blank canvas if something else is going to be the star. For in this, for instance, (laughs) could be the furniture. Maybe you spice it up with some tile in the bathroom. Now we have two flooring choices and that's enough, you know, easy. Wood, tile, done. Two choices, doesn't have to get more complicated than that. Because believe me, there will be enough decisions to make throughout this whole process and it's a struggle to keep it all straight, like just keep it simple where you can because building or renovating a home is not simple. It is the opposite. There is plenty going on. So again, keep it simple where you can. So not only does a simplified material list feel better for your mind, less decisions to make, 
less things to keep straight, I also have more reasons why it's awesome to simplify. One flooring material throughout typically means less waste and less start and stops for your installation crew, which means it usually costs less money. <laughs> and they can get done faster, which is awesome. And every time you change flooring materials, you have to have a transition strip usually of some sort. And personally, I don't love the look of those usually. And if you plan to age in place or have any sort of disability, transitions can often equal a tripping hazard. So why not avoid them where you can? Painting one color throughout will generally cost less and you'll have less waste as well. Every time you have to start and stop a new color, your team has to clean up and prep a new color. That means whatever was left of that old gallon is still sitting there and now they have to open a new fresh one. And I don't know about you, but I am tired of having several half full gallons of paint that I have to store somewhere in my house only to try to touch up later and it is probably the wrong color. To, you know, like I've grabbed the wrong color. I don't know why it always happens. I'm really excellent at color, so that shouldn't, but it does. And, or by the time I use it, it's like five years later and I didn't store it properly and now it isn't any good. So it's like, I'm so t tired of this cycle. So for me, that alone is a reason to only have one paint color. As you'll see in my house right now, as I'm showing it to the public, I have way more than one paint color, but I am purposefully doing that to myself. So again, <laughs> make the choices that work for you. Back to our original discussion. One countertop selection, especially if you're using granite or quartz repeated throughout the space, you know, can be great because often, yeah, okay, they, I mean, this is an expensive material, so I don't suggest this if you would then use a way less expensive material somewhere else. Like, I'm not saying you have to use all granite or quartz throughout your house. It's not necessarily necessary everywhere, but... Often you have to buy the whole slab or you have to have a minimum to your order. So I'm just saying get the most out of your money and make sure you're using that whole slab. If there are any spaces left over, you know, see what's left. There might be enough for a bathroom vanity or a small powder room. If, if not, if it's only small pieces, I mean, they're very efficient about it these days. But if there's only small pieces left, you could also think, um, cutting boards just for yourself or the sill on your window or you could make it into a side table or shower shelves or a bench. The previous owners of my house uh, actually put the sink cut out from their quartz countertop under the garbage cans outside. <laughs> that is an expensive garbage stand but you know waste not want not and my garbage cans are sturdy AF so <laughs> use what you have and set yourself up for success. Those garbage cans are super stable. <laughs> and every material has its own way of being cleaned and maintained. So vacuum, mops, and other tools that need to be stored. You have to have different cleaning products. Some are with soap, some are just water, some have special cleaners, some are spot clean. It's a lot to store and keep track of. So again, keeping it simple, Starting with your material choices means that potentially you could have one cleaning method that you just repeat through the whole house. So again, just like we said with your installation crew, 
every time you have to start and stop, you know, that adds time. Every time you have to get the vacuum out to clean this floor and the mop out to clean that floor and, you know, a different cleaner, the steam cleaner for this floor, you know, it's, it's just, everything takes more time. If you could take one material, one cleaning product and just start at one end of your house and work your way to the other end, that's much more efficient. Think about how like you like to live, how you like to clean, what your process looks like, and plan accordingly. Sickness of some sort is running through our house, and I can tell that I'm getting, I must be getting it because I'm having a real hard time keeping my thoughts as organized as usual. So I apologize if that seems clear to anyone who's listening. (laughs) So anyway, again, well, and also, as you all probably know, but if not, this is all available as a blog post on my website as well. If you prefer to read it and not listen to me meander through this whole process, some people like to listen to me and my commentary. Other people just want the facts. And so that's why I have it available in both ways. So if I'm a little too much for you this week, you can go to the website. Okay, and then these are just some general interior design tips that I just, if nothing else, please know these things, consider these things. I always tell my clients this, all these notes I'm about to tell you. So as you go into designing for a house, just please keep these things in mind for an easier, (laughs) long-term home maintenance tips. Countertop, no matter which material you pick, whatever you do, Make it as continuous as possible. One large expanse is much easier to wipe down than a bunch of nooks and crannies. And the seams will always grab dirt. So as the least amount of seams possible, tucked away as possible, and as continuous as possible. <laughs> I know like it maybe seems like a design thing to be like, I want the, you know, the 10-foot island and the thing and the big slabs which, yes, seem impressive, but are also easier to clean. So, you know, function as well, form and function. That's what I'm always going for. Faucets. Go for a wall-mounted or single-hole install whenever possible. The less areas for water to pool or that you have to wipe around, the better. Like, in a kitchen, if you have three, like, a handle, the faucet, a handle, and a water faucet or another water drinking water faucet or like the pull out you know dishwasher thing (laughs) i can you guys i can tell my brain is going i'm gonna wrap this up before i fully lose it uh but anyway you have to wipe around all of those areas and you we all see it you know just the grime that you get around all those faucets do yourself a favor and just have less of them (laughs) Your backsplash, um, obviously in your kitchen usually is what I'm talking about, but it could be your bathroom too. But use a large wipeable surface. Again, I love a big expanse in any high splatter area, like around your sink and behind your stove. Uh, This is not the place for a, and I know it was the trend for a while, like some detailed raised relief mosaic that they put behind, you know, like it was like a chicken or all kinds of crazy things and they put it behind the, oven or the stove stove top and that's ridiculous you have to wipe that down you have to like get in all of those grout lines that no don't do that to yourself it will never stay clean a lot of times I will put just another piece of the countertop up there so you can get a big 
cover, you know, some serious wall coverage. They have thinner profile, thinner thicknesses of your countertop quite often for wall mounts for this very reason. If you're going for a more industrial look, you might see a stainless steel back there, but make it something that's easy to clean because it's going to get dirty. Plan for it. Just like around your sink, it's going to get wet. Do not put some delicate grass cloth wallpaper behind your sink. Don't. Don't do that to yourself. Put something that's you can plan to wipe down. And then grout. Just know. <laughs> know this. Put it in your mind. Grout will darken with time and it will show stains. That is the deal. Specify the smallest grout width your installer is comfortable with. Pick a medium color that will age well and stop trying to keep it white. Again, don't do that to yourself. When it comes to lighting, choose fixtures with open bottoms or that are easy to remove. Nobody wants to look at the dead bugs and dust floating around in your island pendant or ceiling fixture or whatever. It happens, you want to be able to clean them out. That brings me to light bulbs as well. Check what sort of light bulb is needed for your fixture and if it's easy to get and or what the process is for replacing it. Light bulbs are a world of their own and actually it's gotten a lot better now that LEDs and um, tiny lights are so much better because they don't need to be replaced nearly as often. But it is still a complicated world of its own. And back in my uh, early career, I had to compile, like that was part of my job. I had to compile a spreadsheet of all the light fixtures in the houses that we were designing and which bulbs they required and where to get them because it was complicated. And it was usually a few pages long. And this does not lend to a home that is easy to maintain. We have all seen the fixtures where every light bulb is a different color because no one understands what color temperature is or, you know, the can lights that all look different and all the things. There are so many ways to mess up light bulbs. Make it easy on yourself. (laughs) It might seem insignificant until you have to stare at the one soft white light that's next to all the cool light light bulbs. (laughs) And then you'll be like, there is a difference. (laughs) Back to materials. Flooring. My last thing actually is a smooth surface on your flooring will always show dust and scratches, no matter the color, but especially if it is a dark color. So choose a floor that naturally has some color variation in it so that if you get scratches, if whatever, you know, if things happen, it kind of already blends into the pattern of the floor. And get one that has some texture on top. It doesn't have to be a crazy amount of, a te- of texture. I have heard about some LVPs that like put holes in people's socks. We're not going for that. But a small amount of texture, uh, if it's like a wood look flooring, it probably has a slight wood grain to it. Or if it's a tile, it has a slight tile look to it. That helps move the light around on the surface so that you don't see all the scratches as well. Because, you know, you look across the floor, you get a beautiful sunny day, and that's what you see (laughs) in every imperfection. Whereas if the floor has some texture, you don't see, it helps to cover up all those imperfections. That's the same reason why you put texture on your walls. Do not 
Like don't give make don't make a surface so smooth that it that it shows every imperfection because just in life there are imperfections whether it's the install whether it's the material itself if it's just the you know the aging of the house it happens so adding in some natural natural feeling texture covers up a lot of things give yourself it's like giving yourself a little cushion. There are a lot of different ways to make your life easier, but you do need to think about the way that you live your life and then execute the design for it. And I highlight the word, I highlighted it in the blog and I'm highlighting it with my volume now. You have to execute it. (laughs) It's one thing to want something and kind of plan for it. It's another to make it happen. And I don't say this because I doubt your commitment to yourself or your design. I say this to warn you that people will question your every decision, even if it's like the most brilliant design you've ever had, because of course I have so many of them, you will still get questioned several times throughout the design and construction process. So this is my number one piece of advice that I give to my clients and anyone who will listen. (laughs) I'm shouting it out. If you make a decision that you are happy with, that's based on the way you want to live your life and that does not impact the structure or integrity of your construction project, you get what you want. If anyone questions you, ask them if they have experience in the area you are working on and or fully understand the life that you are trying to create because most likely they don't. They are just sharing their personal preference. For example, If you want your kitchen cabinets laid out in a specific way, because that is the way that you like to cook or organize, and your cabinet designer argues with you, dig deeper. Do they cook like you? Do they perform the same roles as you in the household? Do they understand the lifestyle that you are trying to create? These are all very subjective questions. You know, is the argument based in legitimately trying to help you create the best kitchen for you? Or is it to adhere to some current trend or personal preference? Because we all have it. We all have personal preferences, even in the professional world. You as the client do not have to adhere to what I think looks better. We are here to help you create your space exactly how you want it while still being structurally sound, (laughs) or at least we should be. So make sure that you are finding yourself the right team, the people who understand your vision and that you trust to support your home improvement process, because that will make or break your entire project. And if I am speaking to you and you're like, yes, me, I need a new team member. I need a team member who's actually on my team. I am here for you (laughs) because I know what that's like to feel like everyone keeps trying to tell you, you need to do something different. You need it to be this way. And you're like, no, I want it like this. Why can I not have what I want? Again, if it does not affect the structure of your project, you get what you want. So call me and I will help you. This is your space, your design, and your life. You get what you want. And again, I am here for you in all the ways. Check out more of the podcast episodes that you can listen to right here. You can read them as blog posts on my website. You can 
enroll yourself in the most amazing online course, Design Your Dream Home, which again is the ultimate guide to the interior design and construction process of your new home or renovation. Or you can book one-on-one time with me if you need it. I am here for you in all the ways. Mm -hmm.